You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, I hope you're doing well and welcome to another EM episode. I'm so grateful to have you on the journey with me. It is right in the middle of our sizzling July summer, and as promised, we're going to be talking about sexual intimacy this month and helping you guys to feel more connected and whole, hopefully, in every way. It is such a joy to be able to connect with each other in this way, and yet I've been interviewing people at Instagram and in the Facebook Collective group, and I am finding that we have some themes going, so I'm very excited to talk to you today about masculinity and femininity. And also we're going to be making this a basic two-part mini series where we also talk about some of the other issues, which I think it all goes together, but I'm a big systems thinker as we'll talk about soon. And I think that it goes really well with next week's topic also. So this week we're going to be starting with the topic of femininity and masculinity and polarity. And then what we're going to be talking about next week is low sex drive, exhaustion, and all that goes with middle marriage sex, the worst of it. And then hopefully we can get to the best of all of it too, right? So anyway, before we get to that, I just want to say thank you guys so much. If you're going through the Enneagram and Marriage Planner, you are right on track. It's time to talk about and have all the conversations. We have the questions for you inside of the planner. So you guys, we've done that kind of embarrassing part of the work for you. And then you can just go ahead and hopefully feel no embarrassment whatsoever to ask each other questions. And even if you're just doing this light conversation with us today and next week about this, and then all through the month also, if you want the planner, go to enneagramandmarriage.com and you can get it. So that's really the main gist of announcements for us today. We are really adventuring this July. We are having fun with, you guys remember last week we had on the number one marriage podcasters in the world, which was so fun to have as they taught us about the six pillars of intimacy book. I was so thankful for Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo. And quite honestly, something fun happened after that episode that literally leads us right into today's episode. And it was that when I got the book, I didn't bring it up to my husband because you know, for those of you who are marriage helpers out there, at least you don't tell your spouse every little new marriage tool you're learning or they would literally die. Like it's just constant, especially if you have a researcher five in you. So I bide my time. I didn't tell him about that book, but I was really fascinated by it. And I told you guys about the book, but I was noticing that he had something in his hands a couple days after I got the book. And it was this tiny little package. And he said to me, Hey, Krista, come here. And I was like, what? And he's like, look what I've got. And I was like, Oh, okay. What do you have? And he had a little pack of lubricant And I was laughing so hard because I was like, where did you get that? It's so random, right? And he's like, I got it from that book you got. You know that couple you had on your podcast (laughs) in that book they gave you? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, 
I got this out of it. It fell out. <laughs> I just laughed so hard because here he is a five senses person and he totally found with his detailed eyes this one little piece and knew all about the book. So trust me, if you have underlying thoughts about this, we're going to be getting into all of this and more today as far as just male and female differences and yeah, we're talking about it all. We're talking about patriarchy. We're talking about connecting. Our goal is for men and women to feel empowered. So we are in for a juicy treat. We are not going to be doing a whole lot of that's what she said, I hope. But you guys get the point. Wes was having this mind to think about sex. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is so cool that we get to have another tool in our toolbox. And he really needs to be called to the carpet sometimes as to doing the whole work with me. And that's just a hint for all of it. But it's also, like I said, me being a marriage helper and literally studying it day and night. So I totally get that part. And I so thought it was funny that he found that. And by the way, I didn't even believe him first, but you know me as a researcher, I was like, okay, hold on. Is that really from there? And it was. Sure enough, if you go to Tony and Elisa's One Extraordinary Marriage website, they actually sell lubricant. So <laughs> there you go. I'm going to leave that in the show notes for you too. But as we get started talking about masculine and feminine energy, I'm going to leave something else in the show notes for you just for fun as well. And that is Tony Robbins, he's one of the world's biggest life coaches. He has a very basic quiz about masculine and feminine energy, and you can see which one you may be having a bit more of these days. I think we all probably, I think everyone listening here really tries to put on softness and really tries to put on strength. So if you're anything like me, you probably have some of both going, but I did actually feel slightly surprised that my energy on his test scored as more feminine. So I'll be curious about you guys. Share your results with me. I'm so excited for you to take it. Um, But I also want to help you guys to understand that whereas in sex therapy, we talk more about polarity and that whole you need the two types of energies. It's something that Esther Perel, who is a really famous therapist and has a really huge podcast out there, says, you know, what we don't, I'm just totally butchering her comment, but she rhymes it, like what we don't want on the streets, we embrace within the sheets. And so what we're really getting at for this first episode is what are the differences between masculine and feminine energy? We'll talk a little bit about the Enneagram within that, but also how can we bring out the best in our marriages? And of course, you and I both know we're going to do that all a little bit nuanced. And so we'll just allow you to take one tip from today's show that you can try in your marriage. And it might just be that you take the quiz and that's what you do with this episode. But I hope that even if you just take the quiz and shelve it away, that the one thing you will understand is we're all learning together. And you might see right now a lot of polarity in cultures, but I think on this podcast, we've been really trying to embrace the fullness of people and the complexity of people so that we can say, oh yeah, I totally get why people want to maintain the masculinity that is needed. And I think that most therapists would agree and also the femininity that is needed. And again, I think that those are beautiful traits. And I also think 
that it wouldn't be a problem. And I hope it's not a problem for you guys to start thinking in terms of knowing how and when to use those traits. I really enjoyed hearing really world famous therapist Terry Real. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's a therapist to many people, flies all over the world to give amazing advice. I learned about him on a couples therapist podcast. And he really does a good job of reminding us that in the example he gave was of 9-11 firefighters being big, strong, burly guys who are getting the job done best as they could and bawling afterwards because they knew how to be tough and strong and wherever they needed to use force, they did in order to save lives. And then they also knew how to cry and be soft. And that's something that is hard for especially little boys to learn. How do I do this? I get made fun of, whatever it is. And you know, as men listening or as women listening about men, it's very difficult to turn that on and off. I was just walking to the gym this morning, in fact, and I saw a husband and wife playing tennis and the husband said to the wife, Uh, no, I'm not mad or anything. And I was just thinking about this episode and I'm like, yes, I'm like, literally, like he can't even just say he's mad. He has to, I didn't even see what he did, but I knew it was something about him trying to hide his feelings and like being silly about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy they're having fun together. But I was also just aware of these masks that we put on, even if we're not Enneagram threes, we put on masks of, I have to be strong. I can't show emotion. And what I want to remind you of is that what we really need in marriage is a democracy of two people who can say, I love you and I'm here for you because I love you. And I'm not just here because it's a slip of paper because I have to be, but I choose to be with you. And that's because you treat me with dignity, respect, and love and softness. And when you don't, we come back around and we heal those wounds together. So that's my first point as we jump into this topic. And then I think just we're going to have some fun with the rest of the topic because this is an issue that's been handed down from many, 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 many generations, millennia to us. And in the past, there were so many survival needs for men to be that protector and for women to be more of, unfortunately, even we see what for those of you who really like the 1800 shows, sometimes you guys tell me about the Braveheart type shows that you love. And I want to say like, I get it that you see women being taken advantage of and their prey. And so there is this fantasy of being rescued sometimes that women have. And up to the very recent culture, it made a lot of sense to live in a world that was very male dominated because there was a lot of brutish things happening. And you and I both know they're still happening today. Quite honestly, a couple weeks ago, uh, one of the girls, fathers on my daughter's dance team. He trained my girls and Wes and Jack and I in Krav Maga, which was a very helpful self-defense program because he knows that people can have issues. And, you know, we know that there's still major things out there. By the way, that's an amazing self-defense program if you ever need it. And we all practiced together. We had a fun night, but it was serious too, because We have to remember that there's reasons for these sanctions and there's reasons for masculinity out there. And so we can't run from that. And whether that's, by the way, the female in the relationship who puts that on or the male more, we all know that there's couples who do all kinds of differences here. So we're not going to focus in on that. What we're going to focus in on, though, is because we desire somewhat of an opposites attract magnetic polarity and because we want that passion 
It's kind of like when you have a fire, and we talk a lot about the glow, right? You need to have oxygen, fuel, and heat. And that heat, that friction is important. It's part of the process. So what I really want to remind you guys of is like, how do you find that? And I want to ask you this, and this is a great conversation starter for you guys at home who do or don't have the planner, but how do you guys make sure to maintain that to where you're really having great conversation around, hey, I want to be the feminine person or I want to be the masculine person, but I don't know that I always feel safe taking that step with you. And here's why. And I hope when you say that, that you've carved out a bit of space to do that conversation because it could sound very accusatory if you're just both in a bad mood and you're tired, it's been a long day, the kids are screaming in the back of your car, or you're just exhausted if you don't have kids. So find the right time and then say, can we talk about polarity in the bedroom and what that looks like for us as we, in life and in the bedroom, try to take on different roles that will be attractive to one another. And it's okay to say, you know, hey, dude, I'm working so hard in this way. It's so hard for me to put on feminine vibes. Or, you know, I've had clients tell me I don't feel comfortable or allowed to wear certain colors. Like I'm not a two. I'm not allowed to wear pink or purple. Or, you know, I'm a guy. I'm not sure I can wear pink. And it's like all these suppositions that we put around the color pink for some reason or blue it are silly and we know that and and yet we've just gone to the depths to say look there's some validity we're not trying to make men wimps that would be ridiculous and then many many women would be saying you know what i'm sorry you're weak i don't want you in the bedroom so we cannot just throw this around and therapists thank goodness don't we we really want to help and i'm a coach now but i really want to help too so what we really want to be able to do when with our enneagram work is understand all types struggle with this and it has been a struggle since the beginning of time and some people have tried to divorce and they're still dealing with this some people have tried to stay married they're dealing with this wherever you're at it's a world issue that we now get to work out and i'm just going to briefly say the reason we get to do that at all is because we're not at that bottom rung of Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So whereas maybe we say patriarchy is a disaster, we might also say it got us where we needed to go, but what's the next step? You know, we got to the moon, now we're headed to Mars. Like, let's take this out of the world, right? So what we really want to remember together is even though power over feels good and grandiosity feels good for whoever that person is with the most masculine, higher up energy, maybe what feels even better long term after the sheets are made back up, after you're getting dressed, after you're taking the lights, turning them off, whatever you're doing for your after sex rituals, how do you feel about each other? Does it feel good that you just hurt the person that you love because you wanted to show power over them, even though maybe they asked you for it? What kinds of conversations can you have around different iterations of masculinity and femininity so that you guys can find your way back to health, especially in this culture where we're not as desperate for somebody to ride in on a white horse? And it's like, okay, you're going to go get the food, but you know what? I just called and got it delivered with DoorDash. And so you didn't have to go kill that hog. I'm just saying that because I live in Florida and we have wild hogs sometimes. And sometimes I see it on our neighborhood association page. I do not usually even look at the notifications for that. But once in a great while, I do like once a year and I'll see something like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. 
this is why I don't read this page is because people are killing hogs. <laughs> so I'm just going to say like, we have to be creative. Like, how do I show up still for you in strength? And how do I also not expect you to carry all of the strength? Because we're living in a time when many of us don't want that. Many of us want to say, I feel most comfortable when I can head out into the world. Or I know, for instance, my daughters both want to be physical therapists right now, dance therapists, physical therapists. They might change their minds later. They might say, oh my gosh, like I love the femininity so much that I don't want to do that. But like one of our first teachers for them and one of my sister's best friends always taught, she said, I got a job and I got my, I didn't think I'd ever work, but my husband died in his fifties of a heart attack. And then I was able to teach for 20 more years. And she was able to teach my, my daughter, Hannah kindergarten too. And it's beautiful to hear her story also tragic, but she's like, I was able to keep my house, get my kids through college. And so even if you're a woman out there, who's like kind of just listening while you're like, I love my femininity. I have no problem with it. I'm just helping you to understand that there's complexities nowadays. And I think that it's important to listen because what's going to be really talked about in the next episode is that it can be very hard for a woman to carry all of this different kind of energy and then be expected to enjoy sex because frankly, she's tired. However, it can also be difficult for um a woman to enjoy sex when she's not being treated well and when she's being treated as an object. So like I said, we'll go even more in depth on those topics, but that just helps you to understand that these issues have been around for a long time and they're not going anywhere culturally for a while. But what about the family culture you're developing? Can they go somewhere there? Can you guys make some concerted efforts to be more creative here? And that's going to take the person who has the one up, more masculine energy to both acknowledge that they have a bit more power as well as to say, how can I lean in? Because that's an important piece to this whole story is I want to feel safe. I want to, in our sex life, go back to the hierarchy of needs. And before I can feel the upper level intimacy with you, I need to feel safe. And so how can we find one another sexually and not just sexy? So that's a thought-provoking conversation that I just wanted to start for us. And we're going to continue that. I'm going to leave you hanging for a week because we're in the middle of our summer travels. So I want to make sure that I spread this out and save some time for fun with my family. But I hope you have such a good week. I look so forward to our juicy conversation next week. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramInMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.